Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of For the Love of the Horse, a podcast celebrating the thoroughbred. I'm Julianne Horseman and I'm proud to bring you good news stories and insights from the Equine Welfare Division of Racing New South Wales, which is better known as Team Thoroughbred. Mother and daughter Elaine and Hayley Robel are familiar faces on the New South Wales eventing circuit. Brave as they are talented, they sail over jumps almost as tall as them for fun, maintaining a playful family rivalry at every competition. They're passionate about the thoroughbred breed and retraining racehorses for new pursuits off the track. Here's our interview with Elaine and Hayley. You're a thoroughbred family through and through and you've had lots of horses that have made an impact on your lives but let's start with the current stable. Elaine, tell me about your competition horse Sage. How did you get her and what made you want her? Gabby actually contacted me. She said she had a retired horse and I'm like, I don't really need one at the moment. I have plenty but I'll come and have a look at her. She goes, yeah, she really reminds me of Ricky which is a horse I also got off her which was quite talented. So I went and looked at her. What sort of things were you looking for in her? She was very mature looking. I thought she had a lot of developing to do. She was only just turned three and she just looked athletic. And Gabby had mentioned she's quite athletic, which is what we look for. And once you got her, was she always going to be an eventer or were you going to try and see what she's good at and what she enjoys most? Look, I prefer the eventing, so I, I prefer them to go down that track. It's a good it's a good sport and often if, it, if they don't perform up to the eventing I'd like them to, well, I, I turn them over and find them good homes. Once you brought her home here to the stables, how did you start the retraining process? She was probably slightly different to a lot of horses I've had because she was only just turned three and, as I said, quite immature. I actually did plan to sell her because I thought, gee, she's a nice mare. I'll see, you know, I had too many horses at the time. I'll get her going and and see if I can sell her for some some nice money. But it was COVID, it was bushfires. Nobody wanted a beautiful three-year-old filly. As much as everyone loved her, I couldn't sell her. So then I decided to give her a spell to help her mature and then brought her back after that. And how did she go with the training? Uh, She's very good. She's very intelligent straight away. Hayley done a lot of groundwork with with her initially, which she, yeah, she was super at everything really very smart thinking and and really on the ball and was she a natural jumper or that's yeah. something she had to learn no she was very natural uh very quick on her feet like i said intelligent get herself out of anything and have a go at anything and how did you know when she was ready for her first competition well once again we took it slow with her only being three you technically you can start eventing the year they turn four so you can't rush into these things with their age Haley actually demanded that she ride her in her first eventing start so we organized that to sort of be Denman which was in June of that year and that's what we sort of put her towards Haley, how did she go at Denman she was quite unsettled at first but as soon as she stepped into that dressage ring she really just switched on and it was like it came all natural to her and then throughout the whole weekend she was just amazing like she'd done it a thousand times before and we finished second which was an amazing effort for her first competition oh that's fantastic and um what made you decide to keep her in the end she just seemed like she had a lot of talent she reminded me a lot of of a horse i had at the time ricky Perlone, more commonly known as but she was smarter than than what he was and that's what i really liked what do you hope to achieve with her in 2022 
Well, if we finally get a run of events where we can keep going, hopefully COVID is out of the picture now. Definitely want to get up to one star as soon as possible. She's done a few 95s now and is training there. She's she's ready to go, bit of work on the dressage and get her out and we'll be right. And what's been your proudest moment with her so far? Probably her first competition, just seeing her react in that environment with such maturity. It made me quite proud of her in the way she handled herself, being so inexperienced and so young and just taking it all in her stride. Yeah, I think you expect high things of her because she, she always just goes out and she's basically good to ride and does everything you ask of her. So it's every competition, you know, she's basically doing her best. Yeah, and that's all you want, isn't it? Definitely. Tell me a bit about Tear Alone. You've mentioned him a couple of times. He was your eventing horse before Sage. How yeah. did you get him? I actually rode Tear Alone truck work when I was working for Gabby. He was a funny, funny horse. I actually never thought I would like him off the track because he was a bit of a big, goofy, a little strange to ride sometimes, but harmless at the same time and not a bad not a bad attitude or anything but yeah I took him and started training him and he he was he was really good <laughs> surprised me and what level did you compete him up to I got him up to one star the only issue I had with him which in the eventing thing they criticized him a lot was he used to poke his tongue out the side of his mouth in the dressage and flail <laughs> it around judges don't like that they say it's tension and they often marked him down for it which I didn't think was fair but it's just the way the world goes and you've rehomed him now. What's he up to? Yeah, he's uh, living up in sunny Queensland with Anna Kirsten. She loves him to death and she's doing the same, doing some eventing, getting getting her mojo back. She didn't ride for 20 years, compete for 20 years, and he got her inspired to get back into it. Oh, that's fantastic. How satisfying is that for you to help someone else get back in the saddle? Oh, yeah, I, I love it. Like I love seeing horses I've had go on and, and inspire people to do things. What do you think the key is to successfully transitioning a racehorse to a sport horse? I don't know there's any real key. They just seem to love it. They just pick it up. They're naturally, most of them are naturally intelligent and they want, they love thriving on something different and you just keep asking them questions and they just keep answering them. What's your favourite thing about the thoroughbred breed? Oh, they're, they're such an athletic breed and like I say, they're, they're smart and they're versatile, I, I believe. What about you, Haley? Tell me about your horse, Jade Crusader, who's affectionately known as Elvis. You pinched him from your mum, didn't you? I did, but to be fair, it was her idea. Yeah, well, I rode him as a train, done some jumping with him when he still raced, and then when he finished, I asked if I can have him, but Bruce initially said no. He needed him to be a pony at the track, and then I didn't worry about it, and then he married me up about eight or nine months later and said I could have Elvis now. I brought him home and I thought he's such a nice natured horse. He he just was just cruisy to have around. So oh, maybe he'd be a good pony club horse for a nice young girl, you know, 15, 16 year old girl, but no one was interested. And so I brought him home and put Haley on him one day and that was sort of the end of it, really. Do you remember your first ride on Elvis? I do. I was absolutely petrified <laughs> at the start. I had well, to you're convince only 10. her. <laughs> yeah. I had to convince her. I said, bring your helmet down to the arena. She's like, why? I said, just bring it down. Here, hop on this horse. No. She kept telling me no to everything. Understandable. A lot of kids your age would have just had small ponies at that point, And here's this big off the track thoroughbred. 
but once I got him, he just instantly made me feel safe, which throughout my whole riding journey was something I had struggled with. I had been so nervous every time I would ride, mostly. Like, I would cry whenever I'd go across country, and it was just petrified. But he instantly made me feel safe, and I think that was the moment I knew that I couldn't let him go. Yeah. Oh, that's really special. And when did you start jumping him? probably started jumping him at pony club when I was around 10 and he just took me over the fences and he was perfect he'd never stop or shy or make me feel unsafe and he gave me all the confidence in the world when previously I hadn't been big on jumping but he made me love it it's fantastic and you've gone all the way to competing at two star which is very impressive how often do you have to train to maintain yours and Elvis's skills at that level I ride almost every day. He'll get a day off probably once a week, but yeah, I train every day. Now, I've seen a video of you jumping a metre 40 on Elvis <laughs> bareback. How did you prepare for that? I jumped in bareback a few times before then, you know. I'm not the best bareback rider, so I don't do it too often, but we just went around, the jump just kept getting bigger, and up to a metre 40, off we went, and he cleared it and was perfect. And she's determined to beat my record. Oh, what's yours? I won a bareback high jump at Albury Horse Trials one year on a horse called Markovich, and I jumped a metre 42 bareback. Oh, so a metre 43 for you next time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Is that your favourite memory with Elvis, or is there another memory you'd like to share with us? It's definitely one of them, just, you know, obviously in that memory he proves just how easy and amazing he is but one of my favorites has to be our first eventing competition together where we won and I'd never won an official eventing competition in however many years I'd been competing and our first event together we went out and won and I'll never forget that feeling and he just was perfect the whole weekend it was the best feeling Oh, that's amazing. And what's he like in the stables? He's a bit cheeky, isn't he? He's so cheeky. He is the resident clown. So smart and so clever. He knows how to get into bins with bungee cords on them. He chews He'll... the handles off them sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> he chews bridles. When left in the wrong places. In... He gets, you know, chews everything he can get his little mouth on. We just watched him pinch a bucket of feed from another horse's stable. Yeah. Yeah, anything like that. He just loves to stir up trouble. He's very crafty. What are your goals for you and Elvis this year? Um, I'm slowing down from competing with going into year 12, but I'd like to get him up to three star. You know, it's been a goal of ours for quite a while, but with COVID and sporadic running of events, it's been difficult to get a run. But yeah, I'd love to get up to three star, which he's completely capable it's just up to me i look forward to seeing you do it what's the next main event you guys are planning on heading to we're going to wallaby hill this weekend Haley is doing an eventers versus show jumpers class you compete as an eventer against a show jumper so with two wins out of the eventer or the show so it's a cross between cross country and show jumps and it's fancy dress and it's the quickest time that sounds hilarious <laughs> <laughs> and there's some cross country as well so uh, and the then costumes yet yeah, we're going as Barbie. Oh, how fun. <laughs> he has a pink bridle ready to go. Oh, how cute. Oh, I can't wait to see photos from that. Then Syac at the end of the month. Probably head to Tamworth. 
Wollonga, and then uh, Sydney three day, I suppose. Oh, it sounds like you've got a full calendar. Full enough. <laughs> when you're onto a good thing, you stick to it. And you were so impressed with Elvis that you sought out his brothers as well, Beauty Best and Attaboy Charlie. How did that happen? It was my idea. Mum wasn't too fond of getting more horses, but I knew that with how Bruce had described his brothers, I had to get them. Because if they were anything like Elvis, they'd be amazing. And so first we got Charlie. They're so different, but so alike. And obviously he showed great talent and he was just such a goofball, such an entertainer. Their other brother, who we called Oscar, he was different. He was like grumpy. He was, yeah, he was grumpy, but... <laughs> he went to Hong Kong and back, though. Yeah, they were all so, obviously, so different, but so alike. How could you not get them when their brother's been so amazing? Mm -hmm. Did you get much of a chance to ride all three of them together? Occasionally, yeah. A couple of times we did. It was hard to get the three of them out all at the same time. But, yeah, it definitely happened a few times. And where are they now? Charlie is over at Pony Club. And Oscar is in the Southern Highlands. So they both went to really good homes. They're very much loved and, and utilised. Oh, that's fantastic. Are there any other bloodlines you like for jumping that you look for? Not really. Most thoroughbreds are, are good jumpers and it just comes down to whether they really love it and want to do it. Do you ever, you know, when you're spending the morning at track work look out and go oh I'd like that who's that oh I'd yes. like to take that one once he I retires actually I, I did see a really nice horse one morning jumping in the bull ring it was a Snowden horse I said what's that to one of the other riders uh, King's Regency I went oh but he jumps really nice <laughs> oh well I'm sure there'll be some more coming along have you got your eye on any active race horses that you would like to consider after racing I do oh, who, who are you looking I at I have quite a few got a long list yeah, obviously, there's two horses out of Elvis's half-sisters. Oh, wow. Yeah. You've done your research, yeah. haven't you? <laughs> I love watching them go around. I'd love to get them and have the chance to retrain them. But there's another horse of Dad's called Power of Attorney that I love. I probably won't get the opportunity to get him just with time, but I'd love to get him. He's just such a sweetheart. And I took him to that thoroughbred show and he was just so perfect. He'd make such a good pony for someone when he's finished racing. Yeah, absolutely. And do you guys have any advice for anyone who wants to approach a trainer to adopt a horse after it finishes racing? It's hard. You, you probably need contacts, really. We've got a group of friends that I'll, I'll say to the film, oh, I've got one I need a home for. And they'll say, oh, I know someone looking for one. A lot of it's word of mouth, I think. It, it's hard to contact the trainer directly, but it's easier to do it through through contacts of staff or, or friends. If you've got no contacts, what do you suggest they do? I think you guys, Team Thoroughbred. Team Thoroughbred. I think, I think that's the best way. You guys obviously do a good job and you know the horses. It's hard to go to a trainer because often they, they don't often have the time. Not that they don't care, they just like... To okay. consider the appropriateness, yes. the skills yes. of the rider. Exactly. They don't have the time to, to deal with all that. So I think going through people you know or you guys is, is the best option. Yeah, absolutely. You're both very talented eventers. Do you sometimes compete against each other? What's it like? Is there a rivalry? Yes, we haven't competed <laughs> against each other for a while, but yes, it's definitely competitiveness. Who won last time? Oh, Hayley, I think, has usually won. <laughs> she has Elvis. Everyone wants Elvis. So she's always on the like slightly more experienced horse. I'm usually on the younger, greener horse. So that's my defense. 
Have you ever managed to finish one too? At smaller events, I think we have, out of Bates uh, Clinic, uh, Bates Ultimate Training Series. I think we finished one, two out there a few times. First and third, I think, at Maruya Show Jumping. And do you have any deals, like whoever finishes worst has to clean the float? It's more like who has to face the most teasing from Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you win? <laughs> Second is first loser. <laughs> <laughs> Does Dad have time to compete at all in between his horse racing? No, it doesn't interest him at all. He's happy just doing the racehorses and going home. <laughs> <laughs> have you got many friends in the racing industry who also do eventing and show jumping with you? Yeah, I've got a few. Yep. Hayley Devlin Rawson, Amy Double, Kelly Williamson, uh, Lizzie Theobald. There's a fair few. Um, it's quite a little community, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, we have group chats, you know, where are we all going? Who's going to Tamworth or who's going to Canberra? It was the 12 of us in the house at Denman the year she rode Sage. We rented oh, wow. a B&B and there was 12 of us in there. Sounds like a party, not a horse, horse <laughs> yeah, event. Yeah, it definitely was. was. <laughs> Do you keep in touch with any of your horse's previous owners or trainers? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I still um, keep in touch with Sage. She's actually just had a little brother born late last year. Yeah, kept in contact with most of them. I haven't always known the owners, but yeah, trainers, if not owners. And Bruce, he loves to hear about what Elvis is up to. He loves his updates. Is there anything else you'd like to tell me about that we haven't talked about yet? Just get a connection with the horse. Try some horses and what works, works. Like with Haley and Elvis. It's, there's no rules. People probably thought I was stupid having a 10-year-old child ride a 4-year-old thoroughbred off the track, but it worked. And same with Lisa and Dudson. She's a beginner rider. He's a 4-year-old thoroughbred off the track, but he's so kind and is so nice with her if you get a thoroughbred off the track you need to have some experienced person to help you along the way to guide you and everything will be fine and what are you going to do with elvis and sage this afternoon oh they'll probably just have a run around and then eat their dinner as elvis so loves found that puddle and rolled in it when we got back from a ride <laughs> she loves rolling in puddles it coats itself in mud at the first opportunity. Oh, well, I better let you get back to it. Thanks so much for your time, and I look forward to seeing you guys out competing again soon. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll tune in for the next one in the series. For now, please show your support and stay up to date with the latest Teen Thoroughbred news by following us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.